Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Morning, Michael. Today, in just five minutes, we're talking about what investors can expect this year in small cap stocks. Sean, for the uninitiated, what exactly is a small cap? And can you give me a few examples? Well, there's no real definition. A small cap's generally considered a listed company with a market capitalization of a few billion dollars or more, let's say outside the top 100. There's plenty of household names who fit into that. JB Hi-Fi is one who's actually a small cap. People think it's bigger than it is, but it's outside the top 100. It covers lots of companies from smaller retailers to travel companies and plenty of miners and tech companies. Matthew Kidman is the principal of Centennial Asset Management. Matthew, what is it about the small cap sector that makes it so interesting for so many investors? Hi, Sean. Hi, Michael. Well, it's exciting because you're looking at developing companies. So what's the lure of a small cap? Because we know they're riskier. None of them are too big to fail. We've all had companies that have outright failed. They've gone into administration. But you also get to look at a much broader range of companies and ones that have got exciting futures because they're they're not quite starting out in the journey. They're a bit beyond that. But they could be companies that for the next 10 or 15 years have a great opportunity to grow, spread their tentacles. And you mentioned one there, JB Hi-Fi. When it first came on the boards, it was a small retailer out of Melbourne. I can't remember what year it was, but it's progressively grown. And now it challenges Harvey Norman as the biggest electronics and white goods retailer in the country. Pretty incredible. I mean, we all want to see the next afterpay, I suppose, which four and a half years was worth, what, less than three bucks and it's just sold for a hundred bucks or thereabouts. I think that is not a once in a generation. That's a once in a lifetime right. investment. So we all want to see that and it does happen. And it probably happens in the bigger markets like the US where they're much deeper and the markets are bigger and can come from nowhere. You might get it in the mining sector, but for a finance company out of Australia, as I said, I think that's once in a lifetime. It reminds me a little bit of all the millionaires that people prior to my generation talked about Poseidon, yeah. which was the nickel miner out of WA. Okay, so let's think about the next year or so. What are the sectors among the small caps that you think are particularly interesting? Well, it's been interesting because in this low interest rate environment that has been extended through the COVID-19 virus because we thought rates were going to go up and then we got hit by the virus globally. Rates were cut, more money put into the system. That has really, really helped long-term growth companies. Tech companies in particular, they have these long-term growth opportunities, they're taking market share, they're disrupting their industries and so on. At the moment, we're going out of the COVID crisis slowly, slower than what most people thought because it's stop-start. But what that means is we're looking at a change in interest rates. And interest rates are really important because they determine the valuation you are going to pay for these companies over the long term. The higher the rates, the lower you will pay today because you discount them at a different rate in terms of valuation. So I think we're going to go through that, especially in the US. Look at US rates rather than Australian rates. Australian rates are important, but the US rates are the ones that control world equity markets, share markets. And now we're pretty well on it. We're going to find out from the, the Federal Reserve again this week how they're feeling, but they've changed their tune. They're going to stop buying the bonds and printing money that we know about. They'll start lifting rates somewhere between March and June next year. We've probably got two to three rate rises. That will be okay because we know it's coming, but it's probably going to mean that companies that are more cyclical rather than those long-term growth stories, ones that benefit from the economy picking up, that are going to win miners, retailers or housing stocks, those kind of things, probably do better than your long-term growth stories for a period. Now, at the back end of next year, that could change again once interest rates settle. They get to a point, everyone's happy. Okay. So are there any specific companies that you're keeping a close eye on at the moment that you're interested in or have in your portfolio? 
Oh, look, we've actually tilted towards that. The theme that I've just talked about has been on the cards for a little while. It's been stoked by inflation, as we know, and you would have talked about a lot recently. Inflation's back on the agenda, which it hasn't been for a long time. There's a lot of causes. So that's going to mean that rates rise. So you've got to be a little bit protected around that. So what we've moved in, things that we've talked about before, we've got some positions in telecom companies. We're actually, even though we're a small cap manager, we're allowed to buy big caps. Our biggest holding in more recent times has been Telstra, and it's been quite good for us. We like things like Unity Wireless. Um, You know, we don't even mind stuff that's old world media, one of those cyclical types of industries where when the economy picks up, advertising picks up, and you get that leverage, that growth, it's got a pretty good fixed cost base. So, you know, we've been holders of Seven West Media, NEC, even the radio stations now that are listed, there's SXL and there's HT1 or here, there and everywhere, it's longer name is. Those kind of stocks are interesting because they benefit from the cycle. We still think ag does okay, elders, IPL. So it's a range of different industries, but it's steering away from those long-term growth stories, which I said, you'll have to revisit those sometime next year because they haven't gone away. The stories are still good. It's just the valuation metrics that the market will look at and decide where the best place to be is. We'll check in with you, Matthew, later in the year. Thank you for talking to The Fast Five. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Michael. That was Matthew Kidman, Principal of Centennial Asset Management. Michael, have you got your tips for the next year or not? Yeah, pretty handy guide, I reckon. But as always, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed.